It's a spoopy movie about diabolical teacups and an ominous game of bingo made by a comedian. But is it horror? You're listening to Eddie V's Horror Show. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome back to Eddie V's Horror Show. I'm Edward Villanova, horror author, YouTuber, and the host of the fine podcast you find yourself listening to at this very moment. This is episode number 17, and today we're discussing yet another movie that has been billed as horror, but some people seem to disagree with that billing. You read it in the episode title, folks. We're talking about 2017's Get Out, a movie that won a sizable amount of critical acclaim when it first came out, and rightfully so. Violet and I watched this movie a few days ago. I saw it when it first came out, and she saw it for the first time, and we both agree that it's a really good movie. Uh, This isn't going to be a review exactly, but uh, we're going to talk about the movie and try to decide once and for all, is it horror? Now, this is part of a series that Violet and I are doing. Uh, We already did, uh, I believe it was 2016's Little Joe. And uh, this, uh, we're continuing on today with Get Out. So, uh, this is Is It Horror? Get Out Edition. This movie is, of course, directed by the multifaceted entertainer Mr. Jordan Peele. I'm a big fan of his work going way back to his Key and Peele days and even before that on Mad TV. There's no doubt that Peele was a comedic genius. But I think most people would join me in saying... I never would have guessed he had such an eye for horror. And while people argue over whether or not Get Out truly fits into the horror genre, most people can at least agree that this movie is an effectively tense, captivating, and mysterious drama that keeps you guessing well into the film about what's actually going on. I'll be honest, uh, I thought his subsequent film, Us, was a bit of a flop. And, you know, it had its moments and a decent scary twist at the end, but I'm really excited to see his take on Candyman. I'm not exactly sure uh, if this is supposed to be a sequel or a reboot or kind of both, but, uh, yeah, Candyman. Man, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I loved the originals. Tony Todd scared the shit out of me when I was a kid watching Candyman. And uh, I hear that Tony Todd is back in this one. Uh, The trailer isn't super clear. He's only in it for a split second, but it does look like he's reprising his role as the Candyman. And uh, they also have uh, Lakeith Stanfield. He's in it, too, who uh, also had a small role in today's movie in Get Out. And then, of course, Jordan Peele has another film coming down the pike after Candyman that we don't know much about, uh, at least not at this time. Other than the fact that its title is something tons of horror movie characters should have said, Nope. (laughs) Just Nope, that's the title. Which stars Daniel Kaluuya, who is also from Get Out, and Steven Yeun from The Walking Dead, who I am a big fan of. But uh, yeah, in the meantime, still waiting for Candyman. As of this recording, we're still about a month away from that release date. I think uh, August 27th, if I'm remembering correctly. But, yeah, looking forward to that big time. Violet is going to join me here in a bit, but first, let me use this opportunity to tell you about our drink of the show. Uh, This episode, I let Violet talk me into sharing her favorite drink, Cape Cod, which is your perennial favorite vodka and cranberry juice. I'm not usually into cocktails, but if you want something easy drinking, 
man, I have to admit, it's hard to beat a Cape Cod. It's just so damn refreshing. It's nice to take a little break from drinks that punch you in the throat every once in a while. <sighs> it's good stuff. Um, in case you don't follow me on Facebook or Twitter, I was a guest on the very funny What the Fuck Bro podcast with Dean and Tim. And we had an absolute blast talking about horror movies, discussing some of my stories, and drinking way too much chartreuse. So uh, if you like listening to a bunch of guys talking about real shit, whether it's politically correct or not, What the Fuck Bro is a badass podcast, and I highly recommend giving them a listen. I'm due to make a return appearance on the show, too, as soon as uh, we're all free again. Dean and Tim are in the Dallas filmmaking scene, and they expressed an interest in adapting one of my short films into a movie, uh, which we also discussed a bit in the last episode of What the Fuck Bro, which is a, an exciting prospect, to, to say the least. That was the main reason why they asked me to be on the show, and uh, I, I consider it an honor. Uh, the short story in question is called Chance, and uh, it was originally published in the November 2019 issue of the Scarlet Leaf Review. And you can also read it on my website, edwardvillanova.com, and look under the Stories tab. There will be more about that movie as it develops, and right now it's not a sure thing yet, but I would love to make this happen. They seem pretty serious about wanting to make it happen, so uh, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, folks, without further ado, it's time for us to determine, is it horror? Get out edition. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Here with Violet Church once again, and we are going to uh, look at another movie that we are trying to determine whether or not uh, it's horror. Why don't you just say, but is it horror? That's my, that's my yeah, contribution. That's, okay, is you're right. Is it horror? Is it horror? That's the title of this I don't know, series of episodes? Is it horror? Get out edition. Yeah, there you go. Is it horror? Get out edition. So we watched Jordan Peele's Get Out, his directorial debut, and I gotta say, I think it was pretty good for a first movie. Better than my first movie. Yeah, better than my first movie, too. Um, he had a lot more money. I imagine he did, yeah. And, like, an actual studio backing and stuff like that. Yeah. It helps. This was, came out in 2017. So what did we, did we watch it on Shutter? Uh, I don't remember where we watched it, to be honest. Or did we rent it? No, we didn't rent it. Yeah, I think we must have rented it. Or pirated it. Because <laughs> I remember it's not on Shutter because okay. I originally checked Shutter and it was not there. Okay, so there are actually the the last movie we watched there was there weren't any notable actors or actresses, but there are right. in this one. So um, Daniel Kaluuya, Kaluuya, I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong. He's in um, he's the main male lead, Chris. He's in uh, his. The thing I recognized him from was uh, Black Panther. Um, you Black Panther? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, dang it! Yeah, okay, I remember. He was like the, the tribal chief, like the fake tribal chief or whatever. And then the main late, the main girl Rose Allison Williams. I, 
She's been in some random stuff, but, like, some famous movies that I don't recognize the characters she played in any of them, so I feel like this is probably one of the bigger roles that she's had. Then Catherine Keener, who has been, uh, she's uh, Rose's mom, Missy. Um, She's been in several things. The the biggest thing that we um, recognize her from is 40-Year-Old Virgin. Right. She's also been in... um, In Capote and being John Malkovich. An awesome weird movie, I gotta say. Yeah, I love John Malkovich. Um, Dean, uh, played by Bradley Whitford, was the dad. Um, he was in West Wing, which we were both like, no, this guy was not in West Wing. But then right. like, when you look at his picture from West Wing and then his picture from the movie, you're like, okay, I get, I yeah. guess. <laughs> he looks very different nowadays. And then um, the other... Like kind of prominent character, I guess, was Jeremy was the brother of the family. I've never seen anything he's been in. Caleb Jones. Um, he's yeah, just, he's been in a handful of horror movies and stuff. Um, I want to say he's been in like a couple of military movies or something like that too. But yeah, not definitely not a very recognizable actor. And then um, also he had a small role, but Stephen Root, um, right from Office Space, right. he was also in it. And, yeah, and so I always get tripped out whenever I see Steven Root in something serious. Yeah, he was definitely not a comedian. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, he was not a comedian of this, for sure. But, uh, yeah, you know, most people know him either as uh, uh, Milton from Office Space. That's where I know him from. Yeah. And he was also uh, the voice of Bill Dotrieve on King of the Hill. Which is hilarious. Yeah. All right. But, so that's kind of the particulars of the movie. So just, like, a synopsis. Obviously, if you haven't seen this movie and you want to see it, you should probably stop here, go watch this movie, and then come back because we're about to tell you what happens. Spoiler alert. Um, it's, like, it's an interracial couple. And, like, that's kind of what the movie opens on is this interracial couple and, like, them going about their day, I guess, their morning. And then you find out that they're going home to meet her family. And so, at first, it feels like that's kind of, like, what the tension in the movie... It's, it starts out like every other kind of rom-com. Like, right. Or, or any, like, any kind of... Even a drama. Like, that's... It, it, there's a lot of references, though, to the fact that they're interracial. Right. Yeah, and the, the big rub at the beginning is that her... Parents allegedly you know, don't know that he's black, and that she's never dated a, a black person before. Yeah, but she keeps it like, oh, he, they voted for Obama. Would have voted for him a third time, right? <laughs> Which I thought was funny. Yeah, I like how she said she says that he'll say that, but he actually does say yeah. that later. <laughs> so, like, they're going home to meet the parents, and so that that feels like that feels like what the the weird tension. They get to the parents' house. It's like this stately. I mean, I feel like I feel like this is like in New England or whatever. Yeah, judging by the scenery and yeah, something like that. So the stately like property set back from the road, you know, gated and um. But then it's like kind of weird because the two like quote unquote servants are both black, and so it like it makes you like it sets up this like uncomfortable feeling about like oh the help is black but he's coming there and he's the boyfriend right and you for like you definitely 
throughout the first part of the movie, you're like, this is uncomfortable because of the the the, the interracial like vibe, which right. I feel like was on purpose. Yeah, and Jordan Peele used that that element both to provide some social commentary, but then also to use it as kind of a diversion where you know, everybody's acting weird, but sometimes that's what happens when there's this big race issue in a social gathering. And this is over the top. Yeah, like, yeah. I will just, I think we should just say, like, he has come out and said that he was making a political statement with this movie. Like, you can find his political statement if you are interested in it. But that's not really necessarily what we wanted to talk about. We wanted right. to talk about the horror aspect of it, obviously. But the 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 racial stuff is over the top. But I, whenever we were talking about it, we were like, was it like ridiculous over the top? And so like, um, it's they come home for this weekend, and it's like, oh no, I forgot. It's our annual family gathering. That every right. <laughs> all these people are going to come to. Whoopsie. <laughs> I completely forgot. Yeah, no big deal. You're just going to meet, like, a hundred of my parents' closest friends that are all <laughs> old white people. Right. So, it's like, I don't know. It's, it, and like, the, it's super awkward or whatever. Oh, and then the mom's a psychologist. Missy, she's a psychologist. Right. And so that's a big part of it that comes in. They're like, oh, they want, she tries to get him to let her uh, hypnotize him so he gives up smoking. Right, yeah, because they're like, they're super against smoking for reasons we'll kind of figure out later why they're so right, uh, incredibly smoking. against smoking. But the big get-together, and so all these all these old white people come, they're all, like, dressed nice, and it's like this big garden party or whatever, but it is, like, physically uncomfortable to watch yeah. what they say to this man, to to Chris, and you're like... But when we were talking about it, we were like, I was kind of thinking, okay, this is really over the top. But I have heard most of what was said there. Yeah. Said by older white people. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> but I think it was over the top for it, like, to be everyone. Like, it's everyone. Yeah, yeah literally every single Literally person. every single person at this party. And then the the people that are the servants, they are, they are over the top weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, then, okay. I actually thought that that was that was genius the way that they they did that because if you especially I forget his name but the 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 male servant uh, George he, I, was, I thought it was George George no 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 because the 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 maid was Georgina yeah I guess it wouldn't be George and Georgina <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Anyway, I'm bad at like, remembering names, so we wrote. I wrote all the other names down. Like the groundskeeper guy. Yeah. Um, when he's when he's talking to Chris, like if you close your eyes and imagine that he's not black, he's talking like an old white man. Like he really is. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to watch it again to know that. But Georgiana, Georgiana was very odd. Yeah, she. Yeah, she was. She was much more disturbingly odd. And I feel like that most of the time you come into the room and she's just staring into space like what is she doing? Mm-hmm, That's yeah. not normal for anyone, white or black. No one does that. Unless she has like some you know, dementia situation going on, I don't know. I don't know. But I just that I thought she 
maybe for the guy, but she was super weird. She was, yeah, she, yeah. I can't imagine anybody <laughs> just being that way in your day to day life. Yeah. Okay. So certainly wouldn't keep a housekeeper who was like that. Yeah. Like, this chick is gonna murder us in her sleep or something. <laughs> Oh, they got, and then go on and on. They treat us like family and whatever. Okay, so, like, obviously, this dude's freaked out by what is going on at this party. And it's like, um, yeah, I'm going to nope out of this. I'm leaving. And then there's also Mr. TSA, the Mr. TSA guy, his friend who works at the <laughs> yeah, TSA. Yeah, oh, man, I can't believe we didn't like, love you. Who's like, yeah, and, he, and he's talking to him throughout this. And this guy's like, bro, you cannot go to this house in the middle of nowhere with all these white people, they're going to turn you into a sex slave. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, it's so funny because, like, he says this all, like, he, from the beginning, he's like, are you sure you want to do this? It seems like a bad idea. He was so right. So, listen right. to your friends. <laughs> I like what you said before, that he's like, he's the stand-in for the person in the audience, like, oh, don't go in there! Yeah, <laughs> whenever you see them go into the basement, you're like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Why are you going into the basement? Yeah, he's doing that, but it's just, it's happening in the movie, yeah, so you the, don't even have to say anything. Yeah, they, <laughs> he, they, he they does just juxtaposed that guy from the movie theater and made him an actual character in the movie. Yes, that was, I, li- I like that. I mean, he was definitely some comedic relief. For sure, for the movie. Yeah, and he—I forget his name, but he actually is a sandwich comedian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Rod. We should have written. Rod. Yeah, we should have written everyone's names down. So I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, he's like, I want to leave. His supportive girlfriend's like, Yeah, baby, this is bullshit. They're all racist. I'm so sorry I brought you here. Let's leave. And while they're down at the lake having this heart-to-heart conversation and recommitting themselves to each other up at the house they're doing some sort of weird auction yeah they're playing bingo which is clearly not bingo they're actually uh auctioning off something and as the camera pans out you see um allison's dad standing in the gazebo not really calling numbers but taking bids and we see a picture of chris as the auction item yeah. So, and then, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, I don't know, before this point, I was pretty sure Chris is not leaving. Right. Um, but, so, they come back and he's like, oh, I'm just going to get my stuff and leave. And then, oh, she can't find the car keys. And, I'll, oh, I forgot to say that he ended up getting hypnotized. The mom hypnotized right. him. Uh, for, to stop his smoking, but it turns out that's a way that they kind of yeah. mind control you. Yeah, she was setting up like a, a hypnotic cue. Yeah. So that every time that she he hears her stirring her tea, uh, it sends him into like a hypnotic trance. Yeah. So then, come to find out, your good friend Milton from Office Office Space won the bid. And he's blind. And the he, blind art dealer. Yeah, he wants Chris's. He won. He won the bid. So they have this company. This 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 uh, process that they do, where they take this person, take a healthy person's body, and put this old person's brain in them, and right. then they just get a new lease on life. And apparently that's yeah. And so that's what the that's what they're gonna do to 
to old Chris. Yeah, and apparently they only select black people for this. Yeah, and I was um, not clear on why that was. I don't, and the movie doesn't really explain it either because he asks Mr. Art Dealer guy through the magic TV, <laughs> um, the two way TV they have in there, why you know why black people. And he, I mean, his answer was basically, I don't know, I don't really care, I just want your eyes. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, so, Chris is an artist, he's a photographer. Right. So, but still, I just, I don't know. But they do, also, they do select only black people, and I have no idea why. The and only... I think, I think that harkens back to, like, that he was trying to make a political statement with this, so... Right. So, yeah, but... The, the only in-movie explanation that we kind of get is the the guy at the party explaining how black is fashionable now. Which doesn't make any damn sense. <laughs> right. But, okay. <laughs> anyway. So, I mean, he, he, you know, through a series of physical uh, agility challenges, fights his way out of the house... Yeah. Sets the house on fire, kills everybody, and then yeah. Mr. TSA comes and picks him up at the gate, and he he survives. Yeah, I I, I like I like the way they set that scene up where, you know, he's you know he knows that uh, Allison was on it too. She's the last family member alive, and he's in the middle of a strangling her when you see the the red and blue lights flashing, and you think, okay, the only way that this movie can possibly end is that he gets shot by a cop. Yeah, because it's a cop here, and she's yeah. like, she's doing the whole like, help me, help me, yeah. help me, and it's the it's Mr. TSA. Yeah, and you're like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets away. Right. Jordan Peele actually shot both endings where it was a cop and he, you know, just a regular cop, and he gets shot, and then the other, you know, the way that they actually ended it, but. The happier ending, you know, tested better with audiences. So. I'm glad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you have the you have the synopsis of the movie. So we meet. Okay. So we have our like our. So we try. We're trying to talk about is it horror. So do you want to talk about the yes or no first? Uh, let's talk about how it is horror. Okay. So it's super mysterious. It first is, of all. Yeah. Very mysterious, especially at the beginning. You're like, what? What is? Because you, it's really hard to go into a movie without being, without having any idea about what it's supposed to be. Right. Yeah. So you, you know it's horror, but at the beginning you're like, what is this? Yeah. You know what? Is, what's going on? They set up a lot of the tension, but that, but you're very easily, especially in today's political climate, you're very easily lulled into the the idea that the tension is because these people are horrifying racists. <laughs> right. And it just, like, it is, like, it's definitely uncomfortable because you're like, wow, this is so uncomfortable. Why yeah. why are they saying that? Please stop. Yeah. Please stop saying those things. Please. <laughs> I'll, this, I'll this, pay you. Is this legal? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like I feel like that was kind of, you know, like, kind of like you said, that was kind of a masterstroke, is it definitely puts you off guard as far as anything else going on, because you're like, wow, this is, is this a horror movie about how racism is so uncomfortable? Because this <laughs> is, I really hate this. Because mission accomplished. Yeah. Yes. 
And then it just, and then it, it definitely takes a turn. But there's also other weird stuff going on. But the, but I think that just because of our society that we live in, the the racism definitely stands out as like, okay, this is why this, this is why I'm so uncomfortable. This yeah, is why I'm so sure. tense. Is that these people are ridiculous? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's that. I mean, there's um. So it's, it's tense. There's several tense moments throughout. Yeah. There's only. Wait, only how many one jump scare? Maybe, uh, maybe, yeah, there's yeah. Maybe two. Maybe well, there's maybe a couple because whenever she's in the car, Georgiana's in the car with him. He picks Georgiana up. Oh yeah, yeah. And Georgiana's like, "You shot my husband," and he's like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple jump scares. I mean, as far as yeah, like, and they're they're very mild. Jump yeah, scares, I was gonna say like they scared me, but if you're a horror aficionado, they probably you'll probably think I'm a baby, and you'd be right. <laughs> so I mean, I think that there was a little bit of horror, but there was there was definitely like surgical. There's surg- There's a surgical scene. Yeah. So there's that, and yeah. but there I mean, I, probably not gratuitous gore. No, absolutely not. You know, I mean, we're spoiling this anyway, right? So they, they're, they have Stephen Root's character prepped for surgery. So, you know, they they show him getting his you know his scalp cut off and his uh, skull drilled into and and his exposed brain is on camera. So, at, like that's it's gore at the cleanest level possible. You know. <laughs> Well, there's there's a little bit if if you can even consider it going on. Yeah. Okay. There's absolutely dread because yeah. I got almost like a Stepford Wives vibe when because like with the the other black guy who's at the party. Yes, and we didn't really talk about him. Lady. There's another black guy at the yeah. party who's dressed like like in like a, a straw boater hat and <laughs> yeah. I mean like like little old man clothes. Yeah. And, but he's real young. Yeah. I mean, and we actually he's see like in his him, 20s. And we actually see him getting kidnapped at the very beginning, the opening scene. See, I, didn't, I did not connect those two, that that was that guy. Well, yeah, okay. Well, now now I'm wondering if it was the same guy. Because I didn't think it was, because the guy at the beginning had that had a beard. And... Yeah, I guess he did have a beard, didn't he? I don't know. I went, when, I saw, when I saw him and... The and Chris is you know, he calls Rod on the phone and the conversation almost leads you to believe that we've seen this character before. Well, it was but somebody the, that they you know, had it was somebody known, that they knew, yeah. But and right. it was somebody that had like maybe not. I think it was kind of like Chris, maybe not like a huge fame, but like a low level amount of fame. Right. Yeah. And as a, I think maybe as a designer, I'm not. I can't remember what kind of. Because Chris was an artist. I think yeah. this guy might have been a fashion designer. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah. so How tragic for a fashion designer to be dressed like a little old man. A little, yeah. <laughs> like a little old, like a stereotypical little New England man. Yeah. <laughs> and. Like he just never gave up that 20s style. <laughs> it wasn't like the 20s. It was like. <laughs> well, I mean, like the straw hat, the brown suit. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know, but you know they they reckon, so he takes the picture of this guy, and Mr. TSA man finds out, hey, like this is actually this guy who's been missing, and I don't know, I I also really like the scene where he goes to the cops and he tells them, 
And she's yeah. like, they bring, she brings more people in and then they just all bust up laughing. Yeah. I thought that was really funny, but I was like, oh, they're going to help him. But then they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, what a good friend he is. Yeah, really. I mean, if, I don't know, man. I, I honestly can't say I know for sure if I would look that hard if one of my friends went missing for, you know, for, for that amount of time, you know, for like a day or two. It was more than a day or two. Was it? I mean, yes. Okay, I don't remember exactly. Oh my gosh. How long was he? Well, how long was he? He's been, he had been missing for months. Chris had been missing for months. Not Chris. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Guy. But I mean, he went. He went looking for Chris. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But he knew something was wrong. He knew there was weird stuff going on, and he yeah. couldn't get in touch with him for like a day. Yeah. Was, I think it was more than a day, but what else? Or a couple of days or whatever. All right. So, definitely, there's definitely some, but there is definitely some dread, like, and especially after kind of, like, the jig is up and we've been explained all this and you're like, how can this dude get out? And this is a horror movie, so is he going to die? Um, but he doesn't. Or live as yeah, a, be a as passenger Milton. in his own body. Yeah, be Milton. That, and that was really... I don't know if you would say that's horror, but it's like it's certainly a suggestion of horror. Because when he gets hypnotized and he, he goes into his hypnotic trance, he like he sinks into this this darkened the sunken space, place. The sunken place. And he the only thing he can see is almost like a TV screen off in the distance for you know what he's actually seeing in his body. And then they they explain that later. Uh, as he's already, you know, uh, tied up you yeah. know, and getting ready for surgery. When it's explained that that's that's what his existence is going to be now, you know, once once the surgery is complete. Yeah, which that is that's horrifying. Right. And because you can kind of see in the other like the other three people that have already had the surgery done. There's like little flashes of them. Like, don't think too hard about the science because the science doesn't make any sense. I'm just <laughs> right. gonna tell you. But there's like little flashes of their personality that comes through, and so it's like they're there in some capacity, but really, obviously, not in any redeemable capacity. Right. So. And obviously, like the way the surgery is supposed to work, uh, is like they they cut out all the brain except for the brain stem or something like that. Or a very uh, very small. They part. did not. They didn't. They didn't go through the technic the technicalities of the surgery because it's bullshit. Well, I mean, yeah, but like, the basic idea is they they scoop out a large portion of the the We're host body. Yeah, brain. they're just gonna put the personality part and the memory part into the new body, and it's gonna work. Yeah, magic. <laughs> it's magic. It's a new patented process that they figured out. Imagination. Magic. Yeah. Imagination. Just don't think to don't if you're a medical person like myself, just try not to think about that part because it will ruin the movie for you. Because you're like, yes, everyone in this scenario is dying. You cannot take someone's yeah. brain and put it in some in their in a different body. Yeah, just, the, the real no. story here is that this is the delusional brain surgeon that's just <laughs> killing a bunch of people. There's just so many problems. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is just a, there's so many problems with this. We could talk about it in another podcast, but yeah, for right now, I'll just let you know. In my medical, in my expert opinion, which is not really that expert, I'm not a neurosurgeon, but in my expert opinion, as a medical professional, 
this is not possible. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, I need to get you to watch American Mary because I want you to rate the the surgical stuff that in that movie. Okay. Alright. Um, okay, so then really like what to me was the worst part was just the the idea that this chick can the psychologist chick, Missy, can get this freaking teacup and stir it and then you're just you're done. You're just done. You yeah. can't fight it. You can't fight against it. Yeah. And then these crazy assholes can just take your brain out. <laughs> put it in someone else's or put it in someone else's brain in your body. Yeah. Doesn't seem fair. That's to me that's the that's the truly awful part is that that feeling of pow- the powerlessness that he was in. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the scene where he's he's all tied up and He's just having to to watch this series of video snippets. On like the, explanatory the video snippets. Yeah. Which is so funny because I felt like that was like, this is the part, like, I know they had to do this for the narrative of the movie, but I, it was almost like after it was all said and done, I was like, this is the part where the Bond villain right. talks too long. Gloats, yeah. yeah gloats <laughs> about how he's done all this and then the Bond ends up getting away and killing him. Right. Buys him just enough time to... Yeah, to get away. But I, I do like the way that they... It's, it's an exposition dump. And it's it's a trope. But Jordan Peele at least kind of tried to explain why there's this big exposition dump. Instead of... It just, it's just there because, you know, the audience needs to know what's going on. I mean, he says that um, they found that... The host brain accepts it better if he has some understanding of what's going on. Which is also horrible. Right. Fight. But you can't fight. That's the thing is you can't fight. A little teacup, stirring that little teacup, and bam, it's done. Over. I did, I, I thought it was clever the way that, that he got out of that, though. Because they, they actually show a clip of the teacup being stirred you know, to put the, the, the host back under again. And uh, between times where he's passed out, he's uh, he's strapped down to this this old leather chair, and he's been scratching at it, and uh, some fluff from the inside of the chair comes out. And apparently, I don't exactly know how he did this, since his you know, he'd have to like bring his head down to it or whatever. But yeah, he stuffed the cotton in his ears or whatever that fluff stuff is. Yeah. So he couldn't hear the teacup being stirred. Bam. Then you just pretend to be asleep. Yeah. Okay, so that's our yes list. So our no list is that, I mean, Mr. TSA, he definitely lightens the mood. Yeah. He was hilarious. And, like, the whole dramatic irony about what, like, he knows something that that Chris doesn't know, I feel like they really played that up, you know, that, that, because it's normally supposed to be the audience, kind of like we talked about, it's normally supposed to be we as the audience know something that Chris doesn't know, you know, that that the characters in the movie don't know, you like, you know, you watch the killer go into the basement, and then you're like, no, girl, don't go in the basement, (laughs) and so, but it was Mr. TSA that was taking on that persona of the audience, and I thought that was really clever, and, and, and really, it kind of relieved the tension, but it also, I mean, I think it, throws it off kilter a lot because you're like, okay, well, they're saying this in the movie, so it can't can't be right. true, you know? Yeah, yeah, it gives it Nothing's more of a gonna happen. feel, yeah. Yeah. So I thought that. Um, and then we kind of talked about this a little bit. Like, 
it feel like you you spend most of the movie thinking that a lot of the tension that you're feeling is the racial tension. Right. Yeah. It's really like what you would expect from a horror movie doesn't really come in until the last twenty minutes or so. Right. And like one of the big tests that I like to <laughs> I like to put horror movies to is did it scare me? And there you know there's some scary parts in it, but it's not. like a super super scary movie because there's a lot that relieves the tension right it's broken up there's there's a little bit of romance there's like romance and bromance yeah and and you know mr tsa he was hilarious obviously and there's the you know the the cute dog and the i don't know there's there's just a bunch of little things that happen and you're like "Eh, is this a scary movie at all i mean yeah yeah. I feel like it would have scared me more if I the mystery was hidden better. I, I was Yeah. Whenever whenever they forced him to get hypnotized, um I was pretty I was pretty sure what was going what was gonna go down. I didn't know all the details, but I was like, man But you knew you knew that they were gonna do something with him or you knew that they were going to I was pretty sure that they were gonna do something steal his body yes, specifically. Yes. Really, at that point, you knew that they were going to steal his body? Yes. All right. I mean, you this, figured it out way before I did. The all second right. place, like, that way that that went, just the way that that went down, he lost all that time, and I was like, and then, yeah, I don't know. That's, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I, um, I definitely didn't figure it out that, that fast. I've seen it before. I saw it when it was still pretty, pretty new. Um, but I want to say, the, around the time I started suspecting what was actually going on was actually when when Rod was going to the police and he was trying to explain what was going on <laughs> he's you know he has this sex slave story and and then I guess it was like it was at that point that I went I guess I don't know what's going on I mean are I'm, they making sex yeah, yeah. <laughs> but maybe he's on to something <laughs> I don't know what else is going on, but you know, then when you actually start thinking about it and all the things that they they discussed, yeah, I was starting to think, ah, is this gonna be like a body snatching story? <laughs> I mean, okay, so me, they, I, I will just say for disclaimers, just so you don't think I'm a genius. Um, I did. You told me stuff about the movie before I watched it. Okay. So that may have contributed. Yeah. I may not be a genius. <laughs> I tried not to spoil it for you. But you didn't spoil it for me, but the... I may have given you more clues than I intended to. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so... Is it horror? I think that this is obviously horror. I don't know that I would say it's obviously horror, but yeah, I think it's horror. I... Okay, so... I guess the standard that I, I end up putting it to is... Is Shudder. Like most of the movies I watch are on Shutter, and if Shutter can call uh, the movie the amusement park, that old uh, George A. Romero film that doesn't have any zombies in it, if they can call that a horror movie, I think that's a bad standard. I mean, yeah. If <clears throat> if the movie Psycho Gorman is a horror movie, that's. No, but that's not what this is supposed to be about. We're so, you're supposed to decide... I mean, maybe we need to come up with our own independent, like, definition or whatever, but... Yeah. 
Well, that's true. I don't know. I mean, I think I, that's, to me, like, oh, if they call it, I mean, like, what's the point of this then? Because is mean, this on yeah. Shudder? No, this isn't on Shudder. Okay, so then this isn't a horror movie. But, no, my, okay. No, my point is, like, if the things that are on Shudder are curated, right, as, you know, horror, you know, it's horror, they're supposed to be horror movies. And this was a lot scarier than a lot of the things on that I've ever seen on Shudder. I think it's horror because I think it's like it's objectively horrifying. Yeah. Like there is, I mean, once I mean, once the, it all starts getting tied together, and you're like, oh my gosh, that is awful. Like you really, I mean, obviously, if you if you're like me and you like to get swept away in a story, and you know, like you're like you're always rooting for, for the protagonist or whatever. Like even whenever it turns around, he's not really the you know whatever. But I like to just give myself over to the story, and so obviously I was yeah. reading for him. But then I, but then it kind of, whenever he's tied to that chair, it kind of takes you aback, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is I really don't want this to happen. Yeah. I knew this was going to be a horror movie, but this is awful. Why? Why is this happening? Yeah. Just for the record, I'm not. <laughs> that's not the only criteria that I'm basing it on. It's not only that it's on Shutter, but it's that it was scarier than things that are billed as horror. Yeah. And the, the other aspects are that, uh, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, unless it's the first time you've ever watched this or listened to this podcast, you've probably heard me talk about Orson Scott Card before. And it, like, all the elements are there. You know, the dread, the terror, and the horror. The, the big one being the, the horror, the big horrific reveal at the end of, you know, what's happening, what what's happened to the people that they've transferred brains yeah, with in the past. Their, yeah, stolen yeah. their lives. And then that, the idea, like, we and we had talked about this, is, like, so whenever um, Chris is trying to escape this mansion, he's, like, in this car trying to, ter- trying to leave, and he sees uh, Georgiana, which is the, is actually... The grandmother. Yeah, Rose's yeah. grandmother whose brain has been translated into a younger black woman's body. So he sees her, like, knocked out, and he stops to get her, um, and that ends up being a mistake because, you know, she wakes up and she's like, you are ruining my family. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. So cause she's not, she's not, you know, she's this old lady in there. And, yeah. like, but the, the horror of thinking, what was, like, what was the plan there? What could he get back? He yeah, couldn't that, get yeah. anything back. And that's kind of like why I was trying to explain it before what the, the, the process was that they kind of vaguely laid out. But like so much of the brain, the original host's brain is gone. You know, there's I, no going there's back. No, yeah, there's no like, re, you're not going to rebuild a brain. <laughs> right. So, the, I mean, like, I mean, the, the kind of, like, if I'm in that situation, I feel like the kindest thing to do would be, please just, just kill me. Right. I which, don't want to, I don't want to. Which is the conclusion that they come to in the movie as well. Right. So, I just feel like, I don't know. I just feel like that, 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 that alone, that kind of, when him, him trying to save her, because he... You know that there's a little bit of the original person trapped in the body that is, right. like, seeing this go down. But at the same time, there's no coming back. Right. So, yeah, and then on if top it happens, of that, it's permanent. Right. It's definitely a one-way street. And it also makes you wonder, like, how many people are out there and their entire existence is this sunken place. Yeah. 
which is horrifying as well. Yeah. So Just a passenger in their own body. Right. So that definitely, you know, makes that provides the horror element. There's yeah, like you said before, there's plenty of dread. And I kind of think as it should be, the terror comes in small doses. You know, for for a movie like this, yeah, you know, really just the the closing scenes, you know, his escape, you know, is where the the terror came in. Yeah, so I definitely we we agree again that this is horror. Yeah, I have a feeling that we are going to disagree on the next one now. The next one's my choice, right? Yeah, it is. All right. You want to tease it? No, because y'all will make fun of me. I, well, I know what it is, and I won't make fun of you. Anybody right. else that makes fun of you, you can't hear them anyway. Well, it's true, and I don't, I, I mean, I only read the comments that you tell me. Yeah. Or I only know about the comments that you tell me. <laughs> All right, so, Drop Dead Gorgeous. Yep. Someone's picking beauty pa- beauty queens off. Yep. I mean, that sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. It's it, uh, it almost has, like, prom night vibes to it. Yeah. Um... Which, I don't know if you know that movie or not, but... No. Okay. It's a horror movie. <laughs> Both what? of them are horror movies. Yeah. So, Drop Dead Gorgeous is the movie that we're going to re- we're gonna review next on Is It Horror? I don't know if it's... I don't think it's going to be the next episode, necessarily, but... Yeah, we got we got a few things uh, coming up. That if there's a movie that you think we should do... Like, so, obviously, if it is obvious, like, Saw... It's <laughs> yeah. obviously a horror movie. Don't don't try to make me watch that. But well, you know, I'll I'll decide what we end up. You know, we can discuss it and everything. But we yeah, wanna, we I was just saying, that. if there's a movie that you you want us to decide for yeah. you, then or you know, want to hear us talk about, then definitely uh, let old old Eddie V know, and we can we can watch it. Yep, and I gotta say, I I know so I think some people really split hair is on whether something is horror or not. Isn't that what we're like, doing? Well, I mean, yes. The, you know, that's But I mean, okay. We're doing it for your internet. We're doing it for the people. <laughs> we are. But I mean, like, th- things that actually are horror, things that are, are scary, that have all the horror elements, it was legitimately a scary movie, and someone's going to go, mm, I don't know. If you look at this with an, uh, an eye as refined as mine... Huh. Well, I don't think we're doing that. No, no, no. We, but, what we want to do is we want to look at movies on the on the edge. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I really, I stand by that this is obviously a horror movie. Like Get Out was obviously a horror movie. I don't. I mean, I think obviously is probably taking it too far. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's no Chucky. It, yeah, it's it's not Chucky. It's not. Freddy Krueger, Jason Voorhees. One thing about it is I think that there's, there maybe there was another message in those movies. Like, I think obviously horror, like, the point of this whole movie is to scare. The, that was not the point of this whole movie. There, okay. there was another message here that was trying, that they that he was trying to communicate. It's more subtle. And so that's yeah. why there's a question. Because there's right. more than one message being communicated here. Yes, if you just look at it from purely entertainment value, like, it's a, it's a good movie. It's definitely scary. It's not so scary you're going to have to sleep on, you know, on your boyfriend's couch for a week. <laughs> but it, it's scary enough that it, I definitely think it qualifies as a horror movie. But there's more than one message to be communicated here. Yeah. I, and that 
that would be the most solid evidence against it being a horror movie, uh, is that it is definitely a movie about social and political you know, issues. So I, it is also it, like it's yeah it's, it, it's both things and it's also I don't know but that's right, a, that, okay that's I should say that's the that's the only thing that makes it not that bumps it down obviously. from obviously okay. horror yeah okay I can see that there's a lot of movies that are this is like this is the entertainment genre that it's in but it's also trying to communicate a different message it right. has a message. So right. there's a lot of movies that are not just made just purely for entertainment. And yeah. that's, I feel like that's the point where we're elevating this entertainment vehicle into art. Right. It's hyphenated horror. It's not, it's not pure horror. It's not, this isn't the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. This is, what? Is this, well, this is Get Out. Yeah. This is <laughs> so, Get yeah. Out. This is a, that's, that's a good place to end it. Yeah. This is Get Out. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, pleasure as always and uh, we'll see you guys next time thanks for tuning in alright everybody I think that'll do it for this episode thanks again for tuning in I hope you had a good time listening we uh, always have a good time recording here and uh, I hope you'll join us again next time for episode number 18 I think we have another strange and unexplained events episode coming up next so that'll be a lot of fun Alright, see you next time, and as always, stay creepy. Thanks for listening. To read some of my stories, see my artwork, and find links to my videos and podcasts, visit my website at edwardvillanova.com. If there's a topic you'd like to hear about, a work of horror you'd like to hear reviewed, or to submit a true account or short horror story, send me a message at edwardvillanova.com contact or on the Eddie V's Horror Show Facebook page. To shop horror fan merch designed by yours truly, go to edwardvillanova.com and click on the shop link. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to hear more, please consider rating and reviewing my podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. The positive, high-star reviews really help me out. If you really like what you're hearing here, please consider giving to my Patreon. The range of benefits include everything from personalized content to free merch and so much more. Become a patron today at patreon.com slash edwardvillanova. Lastly, you can follow me on Twitter at edwardvillanova.